Welcome to Spiritual Awakening Radio and The Yoga of Love, Part 3, a satsang edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio, exploring the love, devotion, the bhakti aspect of the path of the masters and mystics of the East. My name is James Bean of SpiritualAwakeningRadio.com. Around the time of Valentine's Day each year online, I share a number of mystic verses from the saints of the East that seem rather appropriate for Valentine's Day. As I often say, every day is Valentine's Day with Rumi, and that's true of other great mystics of the East as well, such as Kabir, Mirabai, Baba Farid, and actually many of the verses of the Sikh scriptures of India known as the Sri Guru Granth Sahib or Adi Granth. Valentine's Day each year provides an opportunity to share some powerful, loving verses of the heart, kind of an excuse to share some of these more erotic spiritual verses of the great mystics. The words of mystics are directed towards the Supreme Being as the beloved lover of their soul, And yet their words are so loving, so blissful and ecstatic that they are at the same time quite romantic and appropriate for the season of Valentine's Day between soulmates. I believe the soul-to-soulmate relationship of romance is a kind of reflection of the soul's relationship with the Supreme Being, the soul-to-oversoul relationship, the ultimate pure love from the ocean of love. Mystics and Gnostics also speak of as above, so below, and that one heaven is a reflection of a higher heaven. One level of reality is but a mere reflection of some even more glorious reality above. Baba Farid once said, True lovers are those who love with all their hearts. These are mystic verses from Sant Darshan Singh's book Love's Last Madness, Poems on a Spiritual Path, published by Home Press, an English-language translation from Urdu from a book of poetry known as Mata Inur, meaning Treasury of Light. This project was edited by Barry Lerner and Harbans Singh Bedi bring out some of the mystic verses held captive and veiled by the Urdu language in the book Mata Inur to share those verses in English in the book Love's Last Madness. Says Sant Darshan Singh, Love lends sparkle to this happy, sad world. Love is the voice of two hearts beating together if not the enchanting look of the true believer's eyes, what changes rational life into mad existence? My lonesome mornings yearn for the sound of your footfall. 
my anguished nights strain to hear your voice. Love is not talked of in the marketplace. Love is unknowable mystery, end to end. My impatient eyes dare not turn audacious but for the beckoning of her seductive look. Love's capital lasts forever. Love is a thing divine. It makes lovers soar inconceivably high. Silence would conceal your heart's secret, O Darshan, were it not for the tell-tale tears of your restless eyes. Darshan Singh from Love's Last Madness, Poems on a Spiritual Path. In the Sikh scriptures, known as the Adi Granth or Sri Guru Granth Sahib, Guru Amar Das once said, They are not said to be husband and wife who merely sit together. They alone are called husband and wife who have one light in two bodies. These verses are from Hazrat Sultan Bahu, a great Sufi poet mystic. Lovers remain completely intoxicated in the ecstasy of their love for the Beloved. They offer their souls to the Beloved while still living, and thus immortalize themselves in this life and in the hereafter. There is a kind of universal theme here, isn't there? The Supreme Being is called the Beloved. I call this the tradition of the lover and the beloved, a kind of divine, erotic, romantic approach to the spiritual journey. You'll find it in the pages of the Hebrew Scriptures in the Book of Solomon, the Song of Solomon, and you'll see it cropping up again and again in the Gnostic New Testament book of Psalms known as the Odes of Solomon, the Syriac poet mystics, the Sufi poets, John of the Cross and Teresa of Avila in Spain to the west, and Kabir, Guru Nanak, and the Sants to the east, this way of the lover and the beloved, the path of love or the bhakti movement, as it's also known in India. Says Rumi, there is no salvation for the soul but to fall in love. It has to creep and crawl among the lovers first. Only lovers can escape from these two worlds. This was written in creation. Only from the heart can you reach the sky. The rose of glory can only be raised in the heart. 
Saint Daria Sahib of Bihar on previous editions of Spiritual Awakening Radio, I have suggested was the guru of Saint Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. Daria was born into a Muslim household, and his scriptures, his teachings, very much have a Sufi poetry dimension. This is titled, Blessed is the Eye which is Permeated with Love, something I call the love chapter of Sant Darya Sahib. Without love there can be no devotion and wisdom. With love arisen they can be experienced with the Satguru's grace. With intensification of love one comes in contact with the true sound and like a lotus in water, abides in its peace and bliss. When love and endearment are firmly ingrained, one attains the elixir of Nam and enjoys its bliss. Being firmly entrenched in love and endearment, and being well steeped in devotion, one obtains true love. Have love for the lotus feet of the Satguru, O wise ones. This life is short. Give up needlessly extended discussions. With love and wisdom arisen, one moves with detachment in the world. He who finds a Satguru has the true recognition of the path, says Darya. So long as the lover is not immersed in love, his sins and evil thoughts are not washed off. If one's attention is not absorbed in the inner sky, how can he see the wondrous inner sights? So long as the intense longing for the beloved does not arise, and the heart is not filled with love, the spiritual goal cannot be attained by mere observance of religious practices, vows, and rituals. Whatever be the bulk of one's charity and virtuous deeds, one can find no foothold anywhere without devotion. Have firm faith in love and devotion. Love is the essence of spiritual truth. Reflect on this saying of the saints, by this alone, one is saved from the ocean of the world. One is saved from the ocean of samsara. Without love, one goes to the abode of Yama, the god of death. But being endowed with love, one attains the immortal fruit. Blessed is the eye which is permeated with love. Without love, it is like a pebble or a stone, like a gardener without a garden. The eye remains empty without love. What is the state of a human being without love? He is like one who is denied all delicacies, and whose mouth is filled only with dust. Without love, one does not find the flow of the sound current. But when the flower of love blossoms, its fragrance is praised by all. Many are the paths, 
prevalent in this world. Knowing the proper wisdom, work out your own salvation. He who obtains a wise and discriminating saint recognizes the path of jiva mukti or liberation. The technique of love is truly the root of spirituality. Follow this technique as imparted by the Master. When with His grace the inner lamp is lighted, the true Nam, the supporter of all, comes to sight. The Sat Nam, the supporter of all, comes to sight. Just as the lotus resides in water, it does not come to bloom by water. Only when the light of the sun appears does the lotus open its petals. As the contemplative inner eye opens to see. The spiritual lotus likewise resides in the human body, which is like a pond. Its sustaining water is close to the lotus. But only when love for the Satguru arises does the inner lotus bloom and only becomes a devotee of the Lord's holy feet. Without love there is no spiritual path. The path lives in love. With intensification of love one comes in contact with the true sound and like a lotus in water abides in its peace and bliss. When love and endearment are firmly ingrained, one attains the elixir of Nam and enjoys its bliss. Being firmly entrenched in love and endearment and being well steeped in devotion, one obtains the true love. Without love, one does not find the flow of the sound current. But when the flower of love blossoms, its fragrance is praised by all. Verses of Sant Darya Sahib of Bahar The Yoga of Love Today, Part 3, more verses about the love or bhakti aspect of the spiritual journey. The following is from Swami Vyasanand's new book, The Inward Journey of the Soul. Love is that power that makes God break his own laws in order to serve the devotee. Love is that meditation or method that makes the impossible possible. That which is harsh becomes gentle, the enemy becomes friend, the weak becomes strong, the concealed becomes revealed. Even though it is said that it takes many lifetimes to realize the Supreme Being, if a devotee performs sadhana or meditation practice with true unwavering devotion, then the Divine will manifest at that moment. Mm -hmm. 
The highest pursuit in life that one can take away worries, afflictions, delusions, and unhappiness is not understood by most people. It is important to know the following. What path to practice? Whom to follow? What to avoid? Whom to listen to? Whom to associate with? Whose advice to adhere to? Swami Vyasanand. More from Swami Vyasanand's new book. Today's karmas become the fate of tomorrow. According to our last life actions, our mental tendencies are formed in this life. Because of our pure actions, we will have the desire to seek the association of saints and to meditate. Love is that meditation or method that makes the impossible possible, says Swami Vyasanand. That's from his new Kindle Amazon ebook, The Inward Journey of the Soul. This is a verse from Huzur Baba Sawan Singh of Bayats. Those who get this experience of the presence of the Supreme Lord need no arguments to convince them of God's existence. This is a powerful verse by Sant Janasvar, 13th century mystic from Maharashtra, India. There never was or ever will be anything but love expressing itself infinitely. A light of utmost splendor glows on the eyes of my soul. Therein have I seen the inexpressible ordering of all things, and recognized God's unspeakable glory, that incomprehensible wonder, the tender caress between God and the soul, the unmingled joy of union, the living love of eternity, as it now is and evermore shall be. One of my favorite verses from Matilde of Magdeburg, a Western mystic who authored a spiritual classic known as The Flowing Light of the Godhead. 
You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio more about the path of love and devotion after these messages. Stay tuned. of Love, Part 3 on this week's edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio, exploring the love aspect of the spiritual journey. Love, agape, bhakti, prem, love for the supreme being, the path of love. As I'm fond of quoting from the teachings of Yogani Mataji, how can one sit so still repeat only holy names and think of God constantly? By falling in love, Mataji answered serenely, because when one is truly in love, nothing but the beloved can enter one's mind. So the secret of Surat Shabd Yoga and of mysticism, she goaded, is not necessarily practice and more practice, but love to be so devoted to one's Lord that nothing can stand in the way. This and nothing else is the truth of Sant Mat, Mataji stressed. Nothing else is the truth of the teachings of the saints, the path of the masters. Love is the essence of the path. Love is the essence of the foundation of true meditation practice. The question she was asked is, how can one sit so still, repeat only holy names, and think of God constantly? This is referring to the meditation practice, which begins with a stage known as Simran, or the repetition of names or mantras, what the Sufis call zikr. One is repeating these spiritually charged names one receives from a living master at the time of initiation, they're repeating these names over and over again. But how do you do that in the correct sort of way? In a spirit of love, calling out to one's beloved. That is true Simran practice, not a dry mechanical repetition a vain repetition, if you will, to borrow from the Sermon on the Mount, but rather a calling out to one's beloved. Love and devotion is the foundation of correct meditation practice. The following is from Swamiji Maharaj from his Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry on the path of the lovers of the beloved. He says, Souls or jivas are being roasted in the fire of separation from the beloved Lord. How may they feel cool and centered without the rainfall of the discourses of the beloved Lord? All freshness has departed. 
The faces of those who are delighted with the company of their beloved Lord are radiant with love. They are cool and happy at heart, and hear inner sounds resounding within themselves. One of my favorite verses from the Sarbachan Radha Swami poetry of Swamiji, the great saint of Agra, India, is this. It does not matter if your bhakti, your spiritual devotion, is imperfect. Perform bhakti. Radha Swami graciously declares that you should perform bhakti in whichever way you can. It just seems so friendly toward the newcomer, the new spiritual seeker just starting out on their journey of meditation, following the path. They don't have to wait to become perfect in order to begin the journey. They have to begin the journey in order to reach that perfection which comes from within. It may never be attained without in this physical plane. But within, we do touch perfection, timelessness, eternity, divine grace. Those magical qualities that transcend this physical dimension can be tapped into within, can be glimpsed of within, an inkling of them can be had within. Swamiji Maharaj, give up the sense of prestige of the world, heed what I say, perform bhakti, banish fear and regard for caste and color, heed what I say, perform bhakti, fear not foe or friend, heed what I say, perform bhakti, forsake fear of parents, heed what I say, perform bhakti, be not afraid of Wife and children, heed what I say, perform bhakti. Do not be intimidated by brothers and nephews, heed what I say, perform bhakti. Have no fear of your mother-in-law and father-in-law, heed what I say, perform bhakti. Fear not daughter-in-law and son-in-law, heed what I say, perform bhakti. Cast off fear of your friends and acquaintances. Heed what I say. Perform bhakti. Have no fear of kith and kin. Engage in bhakti. When you have resolved to apply yourself in bhakti, have no fear of them. You should perform bhakti. Should you fear the ignorant and foolish who are unaware of the secrets? Perform bhakti. Let your mind be free from fear of all these people. Listen to me, my dear. Perform bhakti. An anchorite of one sect feels ashamed of that of another. Such people are imperfect. They should perform bhakti. So long as you are not free from fear of all, you are imperfect. So perform bhakti. Honor, dishonor, 
Whatever befalls you, consider such to be the divine will, and keep performing bhakti. Derive strength from the Master to face all sorts of situations, I tell you, my dear. Perform bhakti. Nobody can cause you any harm. Why do you fear? Perform bhakti, says Swamiji Maharaj, exhorting his followers to be free of caste and color and culture. Step outside of that tiny world and dive into the ocean of love and all consciousness. More readings from the saints and mystics of the East coming up. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned. If I fell through a wormhole and somehow ended up in the late 19th century, I think Agra, India would be the place to be. I would feel at home there, not out of sync, not out of time, not out of place, not at all. During that time, there was a great spiritual master, a successor of Swamiji Maharaj by the name of Hazur Maharaj Rai Salagram Bahadur. A lot of his writings were just placed online at the Digital Library of India, and I hope to soon link them to my e-library of Eastern mysticism. It's great to have all these books. I have to really update my library. I've discovered so many wonderful books that have just appeared online, the entire Adi Granth four-volume set, and just all of this wonderful material, verses of Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, and scores of Radhaswami books, all of this material, I, I need to update my library and add all of these wonderful books to the, to the collection, available, making them available to people online, providing all the links to all of these books, there's just so many, including Prem Patra Radhaswami. Hazur Maharaj speaks of love as the force of attraction that sustains the universe. Love or affection, he says, is but another name of the force of attraction. It is on account of this force that the entire universe, which has come into existence through the combination of small particles and atoms, is being maintained. It is on account of this force that all bodies or forms are being maintained. If there be no love, no one would care to meet anybody, nor would anyone do any work attentively. When it is established that the whole universe is functioning through love, or rather the whole universe is being maintained and sustained by love, then how can spirituality, the union of the spirit, which is the particle of the ocean or reservoir with the shabd, 
the divine ocean or reservoir, be achieved without love? How can these two, the Surat and the Shab, unite? The soul and the supreme positive power unite. The supreme being, Radhaswami Dayal, the merciful lord of the soul, is the ocean or reservoir of love, and the Surat, the soul, which is his particle, i.e., the emanation or current, is also of the essence of love. Therefore, unless love is engendered in the surat, the attention faculty of the soul, it cannot merge into its reservoir. In other words, the practice of traversing on this path and reaching the source, which is known as the practice of surat and shabd, a.k.a. surat-shabd-yoga, could never be performed properly or correctly, carried on. Interesting words from Hazur Maharaj. Love is everything, isn't it? Try repeating a mantra in a very boring sort of way. Have a Take a mantra, try this exercise. Repeat a name with absolutely no feeling whatsoever. Dry, boring, mechanical, clinical, no feeling whatsoever. As you repeat this word, one, two, three, go. Now take that same word and repeat it with feelings, feelings of love and bliss and devotion. Think of it as a supreme name of God that will open a portal to heaven as you repeat the word. It just opens up and you just feel a divine presence behind the word. One, two, three, go. Same word being repeated, but a very radically different intent, producing radically different results, an entirely different state of consciousness. It's, it's, it's dialing the same area code, but you're connecting to an entirely different state. In this case, a different state of consciousness. Isn't that fascinating? Our intent, the intent we bring to our spiritual path, the intent we bring to meditation practice, determines the outcome. The intent, the feeling we bring to the repetition of names during meditation, what's known as Simran, determines how effective that Simran is what state of consciousness will be reached, what level we are elevated during our meditation. Intent is everything. And as Hazur Maharaj often says in his spiritual discourses, you know, God is love, the soul is a drop or particle of love. If our meditation is done in a spirit of love, we make the quickest amount of progress and things open up, things work the most effectively if we take that approach. Now, it's interesting, in the West, since the late 1960s, there have been several kind of new-agey American attempts to create a kind of Scientology or science of -of out-of-body travel. They try and take teachings of Eastern masters and strip away the vegetarianism, strip away the ethics and morality, distill things down, strip away the love and devotion part 
for those who want to have out-of-body experiences are spiritual and yet not religious. Something like that. To strip away everything, hear some sound, declare victory, and think of oneself as enlightened. You know, headquarters in Las Vegas, I suppose, would be a good location for their spiritual headquarters. Uh, A third party, photocopying, copying and pasting, mediating teachings that they find from the East and sharing it with with people in, in the West. Creating a paper mache Bodhi tree, if you will, not being on friendly terms with a Buddha, and yet wanting to sit down underneath that Bodhi tree and achieve spiritual results. But how can one elevate consciousness if one is abusing consciousness at the same time? It was an interesting experiment to observe in those kind of metaphysical uh, situations what people did with those teachings. But you know, you can't reproduce. You can't reproduce the path of the masters by photocopying or copying and pasting a few teachings and selling out, selling a multi-level marketing type membership plan. Uh, get out your checkbook, Americans, and buy some enlightenment. It does not work. The intent is not the same. And the results are not the same, even if some of the words that could be plagiarized or copied and pasted might be the same. Fascinating. Intent is everything on the path of the masters. Intent. The soul has its way of existing and will have its way in the end. Stay tuned for more spiritual awakening after these messages. Yoga of Love, Part 3, on this week's Satsang edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. The 19th century spiritual master Shiv Dayal Singh, also known as Swami G. Maharaj, described the highest heaven as an infinite reservoir of love, and the way to reach there is also by love. He says, such is the peculiar efficacy of the path of love and devotion that if you adopt it, it will transport you to the reservoir of ambrosia. In the source or fountain, i.e. in Radhaswami Dham, the eighth heaven, there is absolutely no trace of maya, no trace of illusion. There it is all love and love alone. It is an immense reservoir of love, having no beginning and no end. Sarbachan Radhaswami Poetry, Volume 1, a great book published in Agra, India. 
Bhakti is the path of love. It is heart-centered, focused on the cultivation of love between the soul and the oversoul, between the lover and the beloved Supreme Lord. India's Narguna Bhakti saints or saints are madly in love with the Supreme Being, the ocean of love. Their relationship with the Supreme Being is that of divine romance. Transforming life into a prayer through Simran, the repetition of a name of God or names of God, depending on which tradition, path, or master you adhere to. Mantras vary from place to place, and mantras vary from time to time. But they're all names of God, and they all work just fine. Whatever your master gives you, as they say, Repeating a name or names of God with love and devotion called in the East Simran or Zikr is one of the key spiritual exercises used to cultivate love for God and to invoke the divine positive power in our daily lives making it possible to live a life of love. This is usually done mentally is a mental repetition of a name of God done during meditation, as well as this practice is done during available moments throughout the day and night as a spiritual exercise about remembering God all of the time. So one repeats their sacred names to begin meditation, but they also can focus on the name, the repetition of the name, anytime during the day or night anytime their mind is free. There's a great book of poetry about Kabir, the weaver of God's name, and he managed to merge Simran practice with his job, his uh, vocation, which was being a weaver. He would be at the loom and weaving. Ram, and as he was weaving, he would be chanting his name of God, which was Ram. Ram, Ram, Ram. Great work if you can get it, chanting the name of Ram. Such is God's name that it heals the disease of the world. Whoever repeats the Lord's name while engaged in earthly duties remains ever in a blissful state of divine communion. One absorbed in the Lord's name, Otuka, has truly attained liberation while living says Sant Tukaram of Maharashtra. This spiritual exercise of repeating God's name and remembering God, which is what the word Simran means, not only does Simran mean repeating a name of God, it means repeating a name of God for the purpose of remembering God, focusing on God. The spiritual exercise of repeating God's name and remembering God, or Simran, helps to uplift our day, to bring some of the heaven and bliss of meditation into the world around us, is a way to remember in a world of forgetfulness, to remain awake in a world of spiritual slumber, to abide in truth, to no longer be dominated by illusion, to be who we really are wherever we go, within and without in the waking state of consciousness 
in the dream state or in a state of meditation. Wherever we are, remembering the divine makes heavenly that experience. A verse of Darshan Singh. He bears a thousand names. Call on him by any. Summon him to the assembly of your thoughts and adore him. Suffuse your life blood with his name and fix him in your soul. You surely will meet him. Just let your soul soar. He is close to you. Just call for him. The great poem of Darshan Singh about Simran practice, the repetition of a name of God or names of God. One of the key spiritual exercises of mysticism, and it's quite universal too, I might add, in the East or in the West. In Orthodox Christianity, it's called the Jesus Prayer or the Prayer of the Name. In Islamic Sufi mysticism, it's called Zikr. In the Sant tradition, the tradition of India's mystics, it's called Simran. Kabbalah also has a name practice and masters who are called masters of the name. And there's a great emphasis on secret names. And certainly this was true of Gnosticism in ancient times. There are Hebrew names embedded in Coptic texts used by Sethian Gnostic mystics long ago. A universal practice is the repetition of names of God. One of the most common sayings of the saints of India is, repeat God's name. That's found in every book by every saint in countless poems and scriptures. Repeat God's name. Thanks for joining me today on Spiritual Awakening Radio.